Hey folks, what is going on? Arm and Hammer, that right there is Justin LaFranco with the Morning Chalk Up. And today on On The Minute, we're gonna be talking a whole lot of sanctionals, but specifically the Dubai CrossFit Championships that have kicked off the 2019 CrossFit game season. Let's get started. Justin, first off, before we get into the Dubai CrossFit Championships, we just recently learned the dates for the 2019 CrossFit Games Open, the one that's going to be taking place in February, the one that's usually taking place in February, the one that we're used to. Tell me what's going on here. Yeah, so we finally got the dates for the 2019 CrossFit Open. Um, no surprises here. It's going to be starting on the third week of February. It's actually on the 21st, and we're going to have five weeks of competition just like before. So there's not a lot of changes here. There's not a lot of adjustments or, or things that are going to have to be too different. Obviously, though, the weight of the Open completely shifts. So on top of each individual winner from every country that has a CrossFit affiliate, and there are 162 Cross, uh, countries with CrossFit affiliates, you're going to have the top 20 worldwide uh, also qualifying for the Open. So the weight of that has gone up, but um, the format appears to be, for the most part, staying the same, though we don't know too many other details of that uh, you know, at this stage. So. so we can't really expect the Open to have any sort of massive changes. That they've, they've really settled on a format that has worked really well since 2011, 2012. I mean, that, that five-week-long format has been really good and now with the brand new CrossFit Games season changes, all these sanctioned events popping up and the unknown factor of where to sort of slot these events in to this new season, we do have one specific case in which a sanctioned event is going to kind of overlap with the open at least right. for this year and that's strength and depth how are they going to try and solve that yeah this problem? this is a really cool story and actually it's a it's really cool for a couple of reasons one because we've never seen the open done in mass except at an individual crossfit affiliate but it's never been done with top crossfit games athletes and so what strength and depth is going to do is they're actually programming 19.1 as the first event of the strength and depth competition in London. So they're actually going to be doing that in heats on the competition floor uh, all together. Now, the funny thing is, and thankfully that the Open is usually the case, uh, equipment isn't usually a barrier and they try to make the Open very open and accessible to all athletes who could do it in their garage gym or they could do it at an affiliate or they could do it at a Globo gym or outside sometimes. So, um, so luckily that's the case so that they probably won't have any issues there with, with um, equipment requirements. But this is super cool and I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited to see top athletes doing the Open together actually in a competition. I, uh, we've never seen that before and I, th I think that's super cool. I think I feel the same way about this as you do because I've always wanted to see a competition that is taking place during the Open utilize the Open as one of the programmed events. I mean, there's there's been sort of this hesitation for event organizers to put workouts uh, or put their events during the Open just because it used to be this really walled off garden that CrossFit was creating. And now that they've opened the doors for these other events to come in and actually try and flourish a little bit, it would make sense that now is a good time to maybe throw in some of these events uh, during the open and, and try and at least embrace that sort of uh, that sort of new format. The truth is, you know, the strength and depth is making the best of a situation they had no control of. To be honest, they they don't have the control of when the open is. They had a very tough calendar in order to fit their event in, and they 
you know, have to keep in mind that um, in order to get athletes to go to strength and depth, they can't be on the same weekend as another major competition. So it just so happened the Open ended up being the same weekend as theirs. Is they're making the best of a situation? I think um, I think they made a really smart move in doing that, and they're going to allow all the athletes and uh, you know who are competing there to get there judged and log an open score, which I think makes the most sense right here. Absolutely. And hopefully 19.1 doesn't include something crazy like you need 50 feet of open space and six dumbbells per person (laughs) or something. Handstand walking. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Whatever, let's go for it. Another reason why this is happening, though, is because there have been lots of unknowns in this CrossFit game season. In fact, even with DCC starting this uh, this past week, we still have... Lots of unanswered questions. You pointed out rightly that we don't even have a rule book officially from the CrossFit Games yet, while we do have a CrossFit Games season that has started. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, you know, last night here in North America, uh, a Wednesday in Dubai, the first event uh, kicked off for the CrossFit Games season. So it is now fully and completely underway. And we don't have a rule book. And so, um, you know, we just, you you and I have talked about this a lot. We've talked about rules. What's, how's it going to play out? We've talked to coaches. We've talked to athletes. We're constantly um, getting, getting talked to about what is going to be happening. And we don't know. And I'll bring up a really great point about the Open, which is I said there's going to be the top 20 athletes worldwide, but we don't exactly know how that plays out. And I think any athlete like Jacob Pepper in particular, who's, putting a lot of their eggs in that open basket and he's a great athlete to do that better hope the rules on that don't change because as one coach said to me um until it's in the rule book it's not official and and the only thing we officially know right now the only thing we really know right now is if you are the best crossfitter in your nation yes or you win a sanctioned event you will get away into the CrossFit Games. You can get a spot at the CrossFit Games by being in the top 20 worldwide, excluding people who already have national qualifiers, but there is no real clarity for these athletes about how that's going to play out among all of these sanctioned events. And that right there, that is a place where the sort of fog around all of this right. information becomes right. dangerous for it becomes very it does become very dangerous you know a couple athletes reached out you know privately after we published a story and they're like that was me i'm the one i'm standing on the sidelines because i don't know what's going on here and that hurts the sport of crossfit it also hurts the sponsors it also hurts the sanctioned events who are trying to plan and organize and the individuals that want to compete in those events and you know it's just not good because when you have a sport when you have a professional sport Everybody wants to know that they're on the same playing field, that the rules won't change after the fact, and that something that they did now won't disqualify them from competition later on. And that's just that's just basic fairness, and that's basic fair play. And I think that's what's really frustrating is that they introduced all of these sweeping changes, and then they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to release it, codify all of those rules in a rule book that's going to get published as of right now before the open but that's in february and when we broke this news it was in august it was just a couple weeks after the crossfit games you know and and a lot of people expressed a little bit dismay at this at at this lack of um you know proactivity on on the part of crossfit because you know they've had months literally months with these changes and with these ideas and they're 
you know, a lot of people that are sitting back and just kind of scratching their heads and going, how can you introduce a bunch of changes like that and just announce them and then, you know, not answer key questions like, you know, you know, who's handling drug testing at all these sanctioned events? I mean, just even without the answers, we we know enough to know what actions the very, very top of the sport need to take. And that is, unfortunately, all we have to work with right now. And the rest of it just has to be confidence that HQ is going to, at the very least, be able to look at multiple possibilities and address each of those possibilities. But leaving the unknown outside of this, what we have in our hands right now is the start of the 2019 CrossFit game season with the Dubai CrossFit Championships. And day one has already kicked off. Before we get into the action, did you watch the live stream, Justin? I already know the answer to this, but I, I feel like people might. <laughs> yeah, we were, well. we were we were both up. I, I I don't know what time you went to sleep. I went about three three a.m. my time. Uh, uh, I think the stream wrapped up maybe about one, a little after one a.m. Uh, uh, Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, I watched it, and um, you know you could kind of see that they were they were getting you know their feet uh, wet with this with this uh, first day. You know there wasn't it kind of the stream kind of started off a little bit janky and. and kind of was mid-event um, and they didn't have like a time clock or leaderboards or any of those elements, which, uh, you know, about an hour later, they started incorporating those slowly into the stream. Uh, the big issue now is that because everybody was asleep, that's here in North America, um, they woke up to a stream archive that uh, had been removed by YouTube because of copyright uh, infringement. Basically what happened was they just had music playing on in the background on the beach and they had you know popular pop songs and sony was like nope that's our music and ding them for a copyright violation and the stream is down so they're trying to figure out how to get it back up so that people can watch it um it's nighttime there though so tbd on when exactly that's going to happen but i know that they're working on it because i've talked to them uh several times about first it. off i want to say that when you're saying they're getting their toes wet i really appreciate that pun because they they got yep. into water both events on slid that right nice in there event. Yeah. Uh, second off, you I would expect I would expect a little bit better to be honest with you. I I didn't mind the stream at all. I saw a lot of people commenting about audio issues. I had no audio issues. I had no issues with the videos. And I thought Chase and, and Bill did a great job of at least trying to add some context to this thing. They were kind of left out to to dry. I feel like uh, you know without necessarily having a good feel for all the competitors as well as an idea of like how to keep track of who's in the lead the just the graphics that people have gotten used to seeing for regionals or the games weren't there but i think people are, are sort of misrepresenting just how difficult it is to put together a live stream like that and i felt that the quality of what they were able to put together was actually pretty high but it is unfortunate and kind of disappointing that they ran into this issue with the copyright on the music because they should know better. They should definitely know better. They've done this in the past. CrossFit hasn't had this issue with any of their live streams. Whoever they need to talk to, I'm sure that those communications are already open. Hopefully they get it resolved so it doesn't require you know some sort of crazy workaround like getting in there and cutting all the music out and re-uploading yeah. because yeah, that that's a five-hour that stream. Hours that's going to take a long it. time to upload. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So now that we have an idea of yeah. what the stream experience was like and what we can expect 
you know, maybe the, the streams are going to be a little bit better, you know, moving forward, especially once they get into the interior, you know, uh, events, the events that aren't just out. Yeah, on the it's beach a little somewhere. bit easier to have camera placement inside of an arena than it does outside on the beach where you can't exactly sure. send somebody out in the middle of the ocean, you know, on a buoy and, you know. So that. let's talk about those. Let's talk about those those first two events. Yeah. Let's, let's let's take a look at the divisions one by one. Let's start with the women. You and I both had, a, a you know, similar ideas on what was going to happen. We both thought... Laura Horvath was the the athlete to beat coming into yep. Dubai CrossFit Championships. We both thought she was going to get pushed by Sam Briggs, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, and I threw in Bethany Shadburn. You threw in Jamie Green. Yep. Where are we standing with those predictions as of right now with one day of the well, DCC down? Honestly, not that surprising when it comes down to it. Sam Briggs is sitting on top by five points. Uh, I think the biggest surprise is Harriet Roberts, who's coming from a team competitor and and and, and now uh, competing as an individual. She's only five points behind um, Sam Briggs. Jamie Green in third place. She's a local she lives in the area. She trains in the area. This is not an unfamiliar terrain to her, and it's outside, which makes that even more um, uh, in her favor. And then, you know, Laura Horvath is sitting very comfortably still in, in fifth place. She's 30 points behind Sam Briggs. She hasn't picked up a barbell yet. Um, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, I think she's in a really strong position at sixth. And then Bethany Shadburn, your girl, is is right there in seventh. And, um, you know, she had a little bit of an issue with the buoy, lost the buoy in event two, and just had had problems kind of finding it and got, got – I think that probably cost her a couple of spots and, uh, you know, a few points when it came down to it. But honestly, there's not a lot of surprises here. Uh, my other my other girl was Danny Spiegel, and I don't think these events play well to her to to uh, her advantage. So um, she's sitting in ninth, eighth place. And I, uh, you know, I think I think she's really in a strong, strong first. The first old day cliche start. still stands true, which is it's a long weekend. There are 10 events. We've seen two of them. While these two events may not necessarily be representative of how the entire weekend is going to pan out. Obviously, the fittest names are going to rise to the top. Yeah, that's what happens. No matter what the events are. What I'm interested to see, though, is how an athlete like Laura Horvath, how an athlete like Sarah Sigmund's daughter, how they can come back from what is, you know, not necessarily the best day one that they've ever had and put together a weekend that's going to get them onto the podium. Yes, Sarah, I'm putting, I I actually think Sarah's going to do really well tomorrow because of how much endurance she's been doing. You know, she talked about that in the road of the games um, leading up to the CrossFit Games, how much endurance she was incorporating into her training after she got injured. She's continuing that endurance training and, 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 and recognized early on with her new set of coaches that running was an area that she needed to improve on. So I'm really actually very excited to see Sarah and how she bounces back from day one. Sam, obviously, very much so on on, on, on day two with an endurance event. Laura, I'm, I'm a little nervous about Laura, though. I don't think she's going to – crazy. I don't think she will be in the top ten after tomorrow. That's okay. Me. That's fair. I think we're gonna wake. I think we're gonna wake up tomorrow and we're gonna see her. That she's gonna be in the bottom bottom portion here. Um, that that's my take here. I think a lot of these athletes um, are going to pass her on the run, and they're gonna they're they're gonna she's gonna force sort of like whittle her way down the leaderboard um, after three events. That's that's kind of okay. my take. Listen, I think that's a fair assumption. Uh, you know, she she's been working a lot of strength work over the past couple months. She's certainly not in the game's shape because it just hasn't had enough time to recover and then peak back up for it. And on top of that, like you mentioned last time, she's been on the road so much over the past few weeks. It's just impossible to say that she's going to be at peak physical condition that she was in when it was August and she was at the CrossFit Games. That said, 
Speaking of peak physical condition, let's go ahead and take a look at the men's side of the competition because again, you and I agreed along with 99.9% .9 of other people who have eyeballs and like this sport that Matt Fraser <laughs> is the man to beat in this event. Oh, and we are still, still not wrong. Still not However, wrong. Yes. the guy is in fourth place after day one. I mean, you're just <laughs> slipping, Matt. Come on, you're not, you haven't <laughs> locked it up already sigh, after two I think events. it's a sigh of relief where he can actually say something other than first place because it didn't look like that in the beginning because he actually took first. And he, and he had this sort of casual demeanor about going through the uh, the first part of event one where he was just kind of slow and steady. And then he's like, well, Matt Frazier's in first place. Well, this is going to kind of be over. He didn't do quite as well in event two, but he's in fourth place, 169 points. He's, uh, you know, 31 points back, 21 points back from first place. I, who won the uh, who won the trail run last time? At, 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 in Aromas, okay? So That's a good point. That's a very good we'll point. See it, a very we'll good see point. it tomorrow. I, I, think I, you're, I think you're on through the right things here because Matt Fraser doesn't need a strong start. No. In any group of events, whether it's like seven events or 15 events over the course of a few days, he's probably going to rise to the top and then stay there the rest of the time. So I'm not super worried about where he's at right now. And I don't think he's very worried about where he's at right now either. But I was very impressed with a couple other performances, namely Bjorgen Carl Goodmanson coming in very, very strong with two swimming events, swimming not having really been a strength of his, he's clearly been working on it, putting in the hours it needs to, to really develop that part of his game. And he himself, I don't know if you saw his Instagram, he, he had a real Ryan Gosling, hey girl moment, like looking into the camera longingly with those those eyes of his and just, <laughs> just kind of talking a little bit about how excited he is at how good his swimming has become over the, over the course of the past few years. But it is going to be a very long weekend. There's eight more events and, you know, Matt Fraser is not going to be letting go of, of that title shot without a huge fight. No, no. And before we, before we go, I think we need to give like recommend, uh, recognition to the top two athletes here that we haven't mentioned or really tied for first place right now. Um, 190 and 190. We have Matt, uh, we have Alex, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, Katulas. Uh, Greek, I believe, and Matt McLeod from Australia, who are who are um, tied for first place, both with 190 points. I, I think. Um, look, I've never even heard of Alex before, so this is the first time I'm seeing his name and, and have an opportunity to watch him on the competitive floor. So, uh, really, very impressive when it comes to the first day. I mean, obviously not intimidated by the bigger names that are that are sitting right there and competing alongside. So, um, it sounds like they've got a good endurance, uh, a bit of endurance here. So they could they could wind themselves into a strong strong finish uh, after day two and and kind of shake up the leaderboard a little bit. It would be interesting because hopefully. Matt, Matt Hopefully. usually the, ends up being the more at the of a top shake of the up we see, the better off. Too, so. yeah. yeah, the more of a uh, shake up, the better off it is for sure. But let's go ahead and take a look now at the teams because the team competition is, uh, I think, strange is probably a good uh, way of describing it. Uh, I think uh, listening to the live stream, Bill Grunler and Chase Ingram had a lack of words to basically describe the team competition because it, the team competition is an individual competition that is done as uh, essentially teams doing an individual workout, which if that sounds confusing to you, it's because it is, it's basically like you're doing a partner workout as a relay style. And, um, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to finish the same individual workout 
uh, that the individuals are doing, and then my partner is going to do it as soon as I'm done. So he's going to run up and tag. So they're doing the same workouts as the individuals, which is terrible if you were a CrossFit mayhem who thrives on their ability to do things in sync and together. It's great if you are an individual cross, a team of individual CrossFit Games athletes, like CrossFit Invictus, Lauren Fisher, Rasmus Anderson, Reagan Huckabee, Tommy Venus, or the third place team, Cassidy Lance, Jen Smith, Adrian Munweiler, Lucas Sesslinger, both sitting in really strong positions. And we had, we had um, you know, talked about this last week about, hey, depending on how the team events end up shaking up, this could really benefit one team or another. For sure. And what we have is, uh, you know, listen, strange for, for definitely is a great way of describing this type of a team competition. When I spoke with the organizers at DCC, their explanation to me was that they're looking to change up how CrossFit Games selection has taken place. And they looked at it as an opportunity to not repeat the past and actually try and forge new ground and look for something different to do, a different way of, of selecting. And while I don't necessarily agree that this is the best way of picking a team to go to the CrossFit Games, I 100% respect the fact that each of these individual sanctioned events are gonna be able to have their own flavor. Some of them are going to want to do events like this, where it really is about a team made up of the best individual athletes possible, whereas some of the other uh, events are gonna want to do more team style events that we've seen in the past, whether that includes synchro workouts or the worm or paired workouts on deadlifts or whatever that ends up looking like. I think the, the different flavors we're gonna see is actually going to only increase the excitement, increase the fun, and make it more interesting to watch even though I think that this is a this is not the best way yeah, of picking the game. I think we're team. kind of in agreement there. I don't know. I, I think I think I'm of the mind that it, it, it seems like a, actually a lack of creativity, to be honest. I mean, I think it's an explanation to say, you know, yeah, we, we wanted to do things a little bit different. I don't know. I didn't speak with them, but looking at the events individually and the competition, it's sort of like, hey, we spent all this time and effort and energy, and this has been a criticism of Dave in the past when we looked at teams events for the team for, for the games, it was like Look at all this, you know, really creative energy that, that, that was put into the individual side. And then you're like, and then the, kind of the leftovers got tossed over to the teams. It, it kind of seems like that a little bit to me here. I, I didn't speak with them. You did. But, you know, so we'll take them on face value there. But um, uh, I think that the teams have been reduced to sort of like a really second nature, like, you know, kind of secondhand like competition, you know, after they, they really have been whittled down uh, in, in the new season of CrossFit Games changes. So um, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, listen, I, I I respect that the line they fed me was about how they're trying to change the games and, and you know, uh, not repeat the past now that they have an opportunity to start with a clean slate. Sure. I respect it. That's great. But realistically, what probably happened was they had no idea they had to do a team competition to qualify for a team for the games and they didn't have the logistical capabilities to make something like that happen to the level that we've seen at the games in the past. Probably so accurate. This is just the best that they can come up with. And that's totally fine. That's, that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. Let's say, for example, one of the Invictus teams wins, or let's say, for example, that super hyper team wins that has Cassidy and, and, and her crew. 
all of those guys are gonna get individual spots anyway if they want them. So th this is kind of gonna be a moot point, especially considering we don't have a rule book to know exactly what happens with teams that have individuals exactly. that qualify. Exactly, but exactly. What we what we do know now, looking forward, is that we have three more days of competition, including tomorrow, which is the four by four event. It's a, it's a long, it's a 4K run with a weight vest, followed by a 4K run without a weight desert. vest. In the desert, with in sand. the dunes. Lots of, lots of, uh, lots of really, really uh, bad conditions coming for these athletes yeah. between heat, between the, uh, the, the sand itself, between yeah. the weight vest, between the fact that Sam Sonic Briggs is going to be collecting souls on the course. She will beat there's, everyone, including the men. Absolutely, so, I think there's going to be there's going to be some broken human beings at the end of that at the end of that uh, last 4K for sure. Yeah. But that is just a little flavor of what's going on uh, for the rest of the week. You and I, we you know maybe maybe not have have been privy to some of the events that are going to be uh, upcoming over the weekend. But I feel like we are each excited for maybe different things. Right. And I, I wanted to ask you before we finish this off. What is the event over this weekend for the DCC that you are most excited to see? Most excited to see is going to be liftoff event nine. Um, oh, that was mine! Of course oh. it is, because it's classic CrossFit. It's it's 15 heavy snatches followed by 15 heavy cleaning jerks. I mean, that's just what that makes good sport. Because oh, it's going to be awesome. It's it's so. To translate here, it's a 90 kilo slash 60 kilo snatches, 15, 15 snatches, and then 15 clean and jerks, 110 kilos, 80 kilos. For those of us that don't count in kilos, like me, um, that would be a 200-pound snatch and 132-pound uh, snatch for the women and a 242-pound uh, clean and jerk and a 176-pound clean and jerk for the women. That's heavy enough to make this really interesting, especially with the top athletes, especially with guys like Matt Frazier. I... I, I I can't wait to see how people approach this. I'm really excited to see Travis Mayer take on the liftoff event. I'm excited to see Sarah Sigmund's daughter take on the liftoff event. I'm excited to see Laura Horvath take on the liftoff event. I just, I'm, I'm excited to see every single one of these athletes just grab those heavy ass barbells and take it to the next level on an event that for most CrossFitters would literally be impossible to do. And they're all going to finish it very, very quickly. Yeah, the that time is gap is six minutes. Is so exciting about liftoff. The time cap is six minutes. This is this is an absurd time cap when it comes down to it because it's going to be like uh, three and change. It's going to be fast. It's going to be really, you know really I mean? fast. That's, I'm I'm excited to watch that for sure. That's akin to what uh, that's a heavy half Isabel and a heavy half Grace. I give him I, absolutely correct. I, I give I give. Uh, I give top times in the men's side. Sub, it's like a sub three, it's like a grace bell. Three twenty. Kind of this weird amalgamation between them. And, and I, I, I again want to reiterate, I am very excited yeah. to watch that event. I mean, obviously there's there's max lifts as well. There's a max. Snatch Those are always that's right, be fun they, to watch. I like but, I like this. This is tough. It's aggressive. It's literally uh, you have to put the pedal to the metal uh, and and just go and go hard and heavy and it makes for good sport just gonna the fans are really gonna love that one that that's gonna for be sure so for sure anyways and to just wrap this up here i think justin uh we can finally put this put thing this to bed, to bed. yeah we can put a nail in this coffin yeah. here it is officially called 
Sanctionals. Yes. So thank you very much, everybody. That's right. Yeah. Sanctionals is the official term. The official term the is now right Sanctionals. Here. CrossFit Games has adopted the uh, the term Sanctionals on their website. There's a new tab up there if you go to games.crossfit.com. It says Sanctionals. Armin's been saying that for weeks, maybe even months now. I That's keep right. saying sanctioned events. He's been saying Sanctionals. I guess it's going to be yeah. Sanctionals. We made it a thing, guys. And everyone who has been messaging me on Instagram and Facebook and tweeting me, I I really appreciate all the support. I knew from the beginning that we were going to be able to make this a thing. So congratulations. It wasn't just me. It was all of you. you We did this together. Do you recall how that came about, Sanctionals? Were we, like, talking on the phone, like, really fast about sanctioned events? And it was like, Sanctionals. I have no idea. I'm going to say that it was presented to me through a burning bush from, (laughs) you know, the clouds parted and light On Mount Austin. That's right. That's right. That's exactly what happened. Very good. Well, folks, thank you so much for watching that right there. That's Justin LaFranco with the Morning Chalk Up. I am Armin Hammer. This has been On The Minute. Enjoy the rest of the Dubai CrossFit Championships. You can watch it live on YouTube on their website as well. And hopefully they fix all of that replay issue that they ran into this morning. And we will be back next week with a full recap. Take care, folks.